0: accord that the lord will do something great in our midst why don't you touch somebody on this morning in jesus name let's join together let's join together by touching touching and agreeing together in jesus name lord jesus christ we bless your name lord for you are the only true and wise god and lord we've come here into your midst on this morning lord looking for you to do something oh god for somebody lord lord god we felt your spirit we know that you are here now Lord god and i perceive that you're here oh god to deliver oh god and make somebody free lord lord god your power is here oh god even to heal the broken body lord lord descend down into our midst this morning oh god Sweep through this place and consume everyone that's in the sanctuary this morning, Lord. Lord God, pierce the darkness, O God, on this morning. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, remove, O God, every distracting spirit, O God. In the name of Jesus, Lord God, let their powers be dried up on this morning. O God, have your way, Lord God, and take control in this place, Lord God. Let your word, oh God, have free course, oh God, in the hearts and minds of your people this morning. For Lord, we give you the praise, we give you the honor, oh God. For Lord, you have the power to deliver, Lord. And we come trusting upon that holy and precious name of Jesus. Lord God, perform your works this morning, oh God, in our hearts and minds. Have your way, Lord God, in the sanctuary this morning. Oh God almighty, hallelujah, we need your power, Lord. We come here humbly before your throne of grace, looking for you to do something, Lord. Touch, O oh God, and deliver, Lord. Fill someone with the faith they need, O oh God, to receive the promise on this morning. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord God Almighty, bind the spirit of pride, Lord. Bind it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let it be cast out right now in the name of Jesus Christ. That someone, oh God, can appropriate the faith, oh God, and come unto you, Lord, while your hand is outstretched, oh God, and surrender their lives unto you this morning. Oh God, we give you the praise, oh God. For Lord God, I come as a vessel to be used by you, oh God. Use these lips for your glory and your honor, Lord. Put your words in my mouth, Lord oh God, this morning. Put your words, oh God, and imprint them in my heart, oh God. For Lord, you know what your people need, Lord God. Oh, God, help, Lord God, and devour us this morning. Oh, God, with your grace and your mercy, we magnify you we give your name to praise for all things. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen and amen. Why don't you give the Lord a hand praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Mm. Oh, glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. You may be seated in Jesus' name. We give honor to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who's called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. I can testify to the fact that at one time I was not one of God's people. But now, I'm one of the people in going to Consider three passages of Scripture on this morning in Jesus' name. Romans chapter 1. We're going to consider verse sixteen and first Corinthians chapter one and also Acts chapter one. From the book of Romans one sixteen we find these words for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. To everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. In 1 Corinthians one eighteen, we find these words. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. And from Acts 1 and 8, we find these words that are recorded by Luke. But ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Amen. In these three passages of scripture that we have on this morning we find a similar word that is recorded in each passage and that word is power just turn to your neighbor to say power power and the message on this morning is turn on the power turn on the power it is very important to have power Especially in the culture and society in which we live in today. We're not back in the stone ages where they had limited amounts of power that you could have access to. But in the day that we live in today, we have access to all different types of sources where power can come from. Some people have wind power. Some people get their power from coal. Some people have power for nuclear plants, nuclear power. And some people have other various forms of power. No doubt some of you came today, you had to come here in some mode of transportation unless you pedaled your bike here, but I doubt that. But your engine needed power for you to be propelled to get to the church this morning. When we got up this morning, we got up with the expectation that when we turned on the switch, that the lights would turn on, the stove would fire up, the heat would be on when you got up because you had power. When we leave this afternoon, leave one another for the evening, we're going to go right back home in our powered mobile, go back to our houses, some going back to watch the Super Bowl, expecting that when they turn on their TV, they will power, will be there for the screen to come on. Expecting that when they turn the light switch on because it's going to be a little bit darker once we leave here, that the lights will come on because you have power. But what would it be like when you got home, got your popcorn and your chips and whatever else you was going to get, expecting to sit down to watch the Super Bowl? I don't know if your team is in it or not, but somebody's going to watch that thing. And you got there... You hit the remote and nothing happened. You go around, start checking different switches, wondering what's going on, nothing happens. You got your microwave popcorn, putting it into your microwave and nothing's happening. And you realize that after all the checking you've done going up and down the steps that you have no power. My goodness. Somebody's going to be upset if that happens. This is one reason you can lose power. You find out that nothing's going on and maybe your power is gone because you have too many things on the circuit. And the circuit breaker tripped and everything turned off. Or perhaps... Is because you inadvertently forgot, I hope it's inadvertently forgot, to pay the bill. And now you have no power. Or perhaps it was none, not, had nothing to do with you, and you wasn't involved in anything, and you just looked out and you found that the neighbors down the street, their lights are not on either. And you find that maybe it's a massive power failure, which is called a blackout. And the whole neighborhood is without power. Power is the ability to act or to do. Power is the capacity or capability or doing or accomplishing something. Without power, nothing can be accomplished. And our two scripture texts from Romans and First Corinthians give us the understanding that the gospel of Christ and the preaching of the cross is the power of God. It is the power of God to accomplish the redemptive work of Christ and someone in his life who's willing to believe. Christ has come to bring reconciliation between God and himself, bringing mankind back into fellowship with God, and brings about the salvation of our souls. Just as power in the natural world is important, power in the spiritual world is even of the utmost importance. And I've come to tell you that there's a massive power failure going on in the land today. But the blackout didn't just happen today, but the effects are still felt unto this very day. For you find that back in the book of Genesis, God came and he hovered over the earth and over the waters and darkness over the face of the earth. And God moved upon the waters by his spirit. and He said, let there be light. And there was light. Before the sun was even brought into existence, God said, let there be light and light appeared out of nowhere because the Bible lets us know elsewhere that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. That light that was in the world when God created everything and made everything in the world. and He made mankind and brought them into this garden. But then we find out that through the fall of mankind, that darkness fell upon everyone that was born of a woman. Because Adam's sin caused all mankind to be plunged into darkness. When he did, it caused mankind to be separated from the light of God's love. It caused mankind to be groping around in the darkness, even though the sun was still up. Even though when God said, Let there be light, but mankind was plunged into this darkness. Their hearts became darkness, their spirits became darkness. Everything they thought about was about darkness because man was. In darkness, separated from God. Mankind experience a separation from God, a separation from the power source. Because God lighteth every man that cometh into the world. But because of sin, sin is a shield and it separates us. It's, It's a wall that's set up before mankind and God. Hallelujah. And it shields us from the power source that we need to have life. When there is no power, there is no light. When there is no power, nothing functions the way it's supposed to function. Without power, nothing gets done. And we find that without power and light, we have the inability we cannot see clearly. And you find that uh, people are seeing in a warped way. People don't know who they are anymore because of the darkness and there's no power. And so you find that people don't know whether a male or a female because power is gone and they don't know who they are anymore. You find that people don't know who they should be with. Should it be a man with a man or a woman with a woman? Because there's no power. And so they're going after strange flesh, doing strange things that it shouldn't be doing because there is no power. Hallelujah. Things don't work the way they're supposed to do when there's no power. Your mind thinks strange things and it doesn't work properly because there's no power there. That make your mind think think the things that it should think and operate the way it's supposed to operate. You have men thinking about pornographic things because there's no power. Men dressing down the women with the eyeballs because they have no power. You have women going out doing things they ought not to do with their body because they don't have any power. The power has been drained out because mankind has been plunged into darkness. Hallelujah. You find that now, hallelujah, because of this darkness, men are stumbling around in this darkness. Bumping up against everything and hurting themselves in the darkness. Men stumbling into the bed of fornication because they can't see clearly. Men, hallelujah, stumbling down to the bar because there's no power. And they're stumbling around in the dark, reaching and looking for something, groping for something. Somebody's looking for a way out, but they go back to another bottle. They're groping for a way out, but they find another drug to take. And now you got people giving people legal drugs to get off illegal drugs. It's a mess in the land that we're living in. When the answer is in the Bible, Jesus Christ. But men are stumbling around, bumping into things, hurting themselves because they're in darkness. Glory to Jesus. We find another interesting thing because of this darkness that is in the world now. We find that many churches now are producing Christians that are powerless. They're Christian in notion, but not Christian in practice. What are you talking about, preacher? This is what I'm talking about. People come to church, and it's good to come to church, but people leaving church the same way they came in because the church has no power. They leave the same way they came in because the preacher ain't got no power. They leave the same way they came in because they don't read the Bible that shows them where they get the source of the power comes from. They come in and they sit there looking nice, thinking that just coming to church is the the thing to do. But coming to church alone is not going to get you into the kingdom of God. Don't be mistaken. Don't deceive yourself because you come here and sit here looking nice. God don't care about how nice you look. He wants to know what's going on on the inside. The clothes don't make a difference. Don't get, no, no. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. Don't come in here looking crazy because I said the clothes don't make a difference. It's what's happening on the inside of your soul, what's going on in your heart. But the churches are producing Christians that have no power, and they're going out trying to share things that they had no possession of. They're trying to testify about something they don't have access to. They're trying to tell somebody else that they can come to Christ, and they haven't come to Christ themselves because they're still in darkness. Powerless churches on the television, that's the things that people are watching, these powerless churches on the television, putting on airs, putting on a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, because they have no power. They don't have this treasure hidden in earthen vessels, that they actually see the power may be of God. The power they're showing is of themselves. The things they're doing is of the flesh, because there's no power involved. Power. Tell your neighbor, power. Turn on the power. Glory to Jesus. Mankind in this powerless state experiences condemnation and guilt. Shame comes along with the whole package of being powerless. Romans chapter 7, if you follow me over there, I'm going to read it in a, in a, in a New Living Translation because of the way it, it puts this so that we can understand. Because understanding is of, of the most paramount that we understand. So you can follow along and start in Romans 7 around verse 14. And we have here an illustration of someone that is powerless against the world, powerless against their flesh, powerless against the devil. The Apostle Paul starts off here in this narrative and he says in verse 14, so the trouble is not with the law. And you find that the trouble, the people find that there's no trouble with the law, but he says for it is spiritual and good. But he says, the trouble is with me. I am all too human and a slave to sin. In another text, it says, I am carnal. And when people find that they're in the state, that the problem is them, instead of changing themselves, they want to change the laws. They want to dummy down the laws. They want to back up off the laws, or they just want to reject the law altogether and become a, a lawless society. But Paul says here, the problem is not the law. The problem is me. I'm the problem. I'm the reason why things are going on berserk. I'm the reason why things are, are broken and messed up. It's not the laws not the problem, but I'm the problem. Verse 15, he goes on and says, "I don't really understand myself." And many people in this state they don't understand themselves. For I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. But if I do that, what I am doing, is what I. but I know what I'm doing is wrong. It shows that I agree that the law is good. In each one of us, God has placed something in us that allow us to realize something is wrong. But time and time after again, we continue to, to buff up against and, and reject that. It's called the conscience. The conscience lets you know that you're wrong. The conscience will either excuse you or accuse you of the thing that is wrong. But you find people rejecting and, 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 and putting their conscience on their foot and trying to quiet down the conscience when the conscience is telling them what you're doing is wrong. The conscience is like a, an alert or alarm on your alarm system in your house, letting you know there's an intruder in your house. There's something trying to to infiltrate and get inside of you. Something's trying to uh, bring you into subjection. Someone's trying to come in and steal something from you. So the, so the conscience goes off and says something's going wrong here. But lots of time, because we want to do what we want to do, we tell the conscience to be quiet. Or we put the alarm on silence and we don't want to listen to what the alarm is telling us because we have in our heart the thing that we want to do because we are in darkness. Glory to Jesus. Mm, verse 17, he says here, "For I am not, for I am not the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. Now don't misunderstand what he's saying. He is taking account of his sin. He's not excusing himself and saying, I'm not going to take account of my sin. But he's just letting you know what the thing is that's operating in you, that's causing you to do the things that you're doing that you don't want to do. Because the things that you, you allow, you don't do. But the things that you would not, those are the things that you're doing. But he's letting you know that this is what's going on inside of me. It's sin operating in my members. Sin is causing me to do the things that I'm doing. My yielding to sin because I don't have the power to resist sin is, 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 is having its way in my heart. Having its way in my mind and in my members of my body are doing sinful things. Verse number 18, he says, for I know that nothing good lives in me. That is in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. And many people in this state, they can recognize readily what, what the what Apostle Paul is saying here. I want to do what is right. I want to do the right thing. In the situation that I'm in, I want to say the right thing. In the situation that has me backed up against the wall, I want to be able, be able to make the right decision in this. In this deal that I'm about to get into, I want to make sure that I'm, I'm doing the right things. I want to make sure that I don't don't lie when it comes to this thing. I want to make sure that I don't steal when it comes to this thing. I want to make sure that uh, I got the right intentions of heart when I approach onto this thing. But when I come to do this thing, I want to do what is right, but I can't. Because something's in me that's not allowing me to do the right thing. Something's in me, pulling at me, nagging at me, and keeping me in captivity so I can't do the right thing. I want to do it, but I can't do it. Verse 19, he says, I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't do what is good, but I want to. And it's good to have the want to. That's the first stage of, of you coming to a breakthrough, and to a miracle of being delivered, is having the want to. See, many people that don't have the want to, they come from just being a regular old sinner to a person who's just wicked. The wicked don't want to. The wicked just want to do the wrong thing. The wicked look to, 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 to get involved with things. The wicked do, to look to, to, to hurt and to harm people. The wicked look to be malicious. But the person that has the want to, but they don't have the power to, 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 to do it, God can work with that person. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. Because there's no power. Verse 20, he says, but if I do but if I do what I don't want to do, I'm not really the one doing wrong. It's that sin living in me that does it. Sin working in my members that brings me to this point. Verse 21, he says, I've discovered this principle of life. That when I want to do what is right, I do what is wrong. When I want to do the thing that is right and pleasing to God, I find myself doing wrong. When I don't want to go with this woman who's bad in her eyes, I find myself going anyway because I can't control myself. When I'm with a man that's abusive to me, I find myself continually going back to those same types of people because I can't control myself. I can't can't bring myself and break myself from it. This drug that has me bound up, I can't get rid of it because it keeps calling my name. It keeps telling me I'm the deliverance that you need. But Jesus Christ is the way. Whatever the bondage is, if I didn't call it out, if it's sin, all unrighteousness is sin before God. God doesn't have any levels of sin. If you steal an eraser, you're the same person that knocks over a bank. You're going to the same place. Because it's about the heart. The heart, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. And who can know the depths of the wickedness that's in the heart? That's what's going on. What's going on in the heart? Wrong is going on in the heart because there's no power to overcome the heart. No power to overcome the wrong that we're doing. And we find that Paul was in this state and many people on this afternoon are in that same state of being right now. You're, you're in a church, but you're not part of the body of Christ. You're like that lost coin in the parable that's lost in the house. You're lost in the church. But Jesus Christ is reaching out his hand because he wants to find you. He wants to give you that power. But many people are are, are pulling back and rejecting the power that Christ wants to give. But God, in an infinite mercy, saw that mankind needed power. He saw that his creation, when he first stepped out on nothing, he said, let there be light, and put the man in the garden and placed him there. And he saw darkness shroud upon all of mankind. He looked down at this situation. And he, now he's looking for someone that can turn the power back on. He looked all throughout history looking for someone that could turn the power on. The Bible lets us know and record that God has three righteous men that he considered righteous. He looked upon Noah and looked upon Job and a man named Daniel. He looked to them to find out that they have the resources or the strength to turn on the power. But he found out that in their generation, they could only save themselves in their generation with the righteousness that they had. Noah built the ark and was able to save all of his family. Daniel prayed prayers unto God and was a faithful man to God. We find that Job did not curse God with his mouth, but Job and Noah and Daniel could not have the power to turn the power back on. They didn't have the ability to turn back on the power. They didn't have the capacity to turn the power on and reconnect mankind back to the power source, which is our God. But we have Isaiah who looked down through the lines of time and down through history. When God tried to find somebody to turn back on the power. When we hear Isaiah the prophet say this, the people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them the light has shined. And we find that Isaiah continued to look and he heard something in the distance. The Bible says that he heard the voice of the one crying in the wilderness. And the voice said, prepare the the way of the Lord and make straight paths in the desert and on a highway for a God. And so John the Baptist was the voice of the one crying in the wilderness. And when John the Baptist came on the scene of time, he said, Make his path straight, make a straight way so the Lord can come back and reconnect the power. He didn't want to go around things, he didn't want to go around junk in your life. He said, Clear out the debris in your life and make a straight path so God can run the lines to reconnect you to the power source. Hallelujah, you gotta gotta create in yourself a clean heart. You gotta clean yourself up and disconnect from the things that are draining your power. But um, John came on the scene and he saw the Lamb of God. And he said to his disciples, behold the Lamb of God, who taketh away the sins of the world. This is the one I told you about, whose shoes I was not able to get down and unloose. Hallelujah, I'm not worthy to even tie his shoes. Hallelujah, but this is the one Who's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Fire is another source of power. Back in the stone ages, hallelujah, that's what they had. They had fire. And hallelujah, we have fire on today. That's a source of the power that John talked about. That Jesus Christ was going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Hallelujah. And we find a songwriter wrote a song. He said, I wandered in the shade of night till Jesus came to me. Hallelujah, the sunlight of his love to bid all darkness flee. And he went on and said, Sunlight, sunlight in my soul today. Sunlight, sunlight all along the way. And since the Savior found me, he took away my sin. And I had the sunlight of his love within. And does somebody on this morning have the sunlight of the love of Jesus Christ on the inside? Hallelujah, if you got that power on the inside... The shout out power hallelujah lord jesus christ and so jesus christ the almighty god came into the world incarnated in the flesh because god hallelujah came to condemn sin in the flesh it wasn't somebody else it wasn't a dove flying around it wasn't an old man sitting on a chair it wasn't some young man but it was the mighty god himself It came in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin he condemned sin in the flesh god was in Christ, the Bible says, reconciling mankind unto himself. It wasn't somebody else. It was no trinity of the sitting in heaven, but it was the mighty God, the one God himself, one God, one faith, and one baptism, one God and Father of, above all, and through all, and in all. And God, hallelujah, created us, each one of us, to be inhabited by the Spirit. That's the power. He made us to be connected to the power. We're created, have power. But we find that mankind had no power. But, but God came in to, into the world himself. That's why it says in Matthew 1, hallelujah, the Bible says his name should be called Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Not somebody else with us, but the very God with us. He came down to, to dwell with mankind. He came to do the redemptive work that nobody else could do. He came, hallelujah, to, to, re, to recreate the world, hallelujah, in his his own image, he came hallelujah to give power back unto mankind. I uh, hear the psalmist says, What is man that are mindful of him? Hallelujah, and the son of man that thou visited him. You created him a little lower than the angels, but you crowned him with glory and power. You made him that have dominion over the things that you created. We are made to have power and authority, we're made to put our feet upon things. We're not made to be the detailed. we're not made to be the carpet of the devil but we're made to have power somebody shout out power Power. glory to Jesus Christ he came to give power through the redemptive work that he did upon the cross he died upon the cross hallelujah to give back power unto mankind sometimes we have storms that come through, right? Hallelujah. The, the Hurricane Katrina came through some time ago, and it knocked out people's power. Here in our, our part of the state, we had the October snowstorm that took away many people's power. People were mad and upset because they couldn't charge the device. How foolish. Hallelujah. How ignorant and how lowly. to Think about those things. In life, people losing their lives. But we had that storm come through, right? And it knocked out people's power. Poles were down trees were broken. The, tree, uh, the, the poles were even broken because of all the, the ice that was hanging on things. that ice shouldn't be hanging on. And So everything was knocked down. But look when Jesus Christ came. He came and he set up his own pole called the cross. And the cross was set up to run the lines of power back to mankind. He hallelujah let the cross be up there that so all mankind could see. He said if I be lifted up I will draw all men unto me. Hallelujah. He set up the pole lines to run the lines of the power source back down from heaven down to the earth and he sat up there on the cross nailed to the cross to make sure he didn't fall off he wasn't tied up there he didn't hang up there on his own accord but they nailed him up there to, to make sure he was the transformer of the power glory to Jesus hallelujah because you need a transformer for the power to run through. And he was a transformer conduit that the power was going to run through. Running down from heaven, to running down to the earth, to running down to mankind. So that mankind could have. Come on and talk to me. Come have what? Yeah. Jesus. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah glory to Jesus. So God through Jesus Christ, hallelujah has set up, hallelujah, the poles in order to get the connection, to, to run the lines back down to mankind, so that mankind could have access to this power. Hallelujah. Find here in 1 Corinthians, Romans one sixteen, the Bible says the gospel is the power of God unto salvation to, to everyone that believe it. Hallelujah. But in order for you to have power, there's some work that you gotta do in your own home. There's some info structure work uh, that you got to do in order for the power to be connected to your source. Uh, hallelujah. I just bought a house uh, not too long ago and I had some electrical work that had to be done in the house uh, because there was some circuit breakers in there that had too many things on the circuit. And so we turned the microwave on uh, and we'll go off uh, and we'll go downstairs uh, and flip the switch uh, to get it going back again and then it will go off again. Hallelujah. Uh, hallelujah. And after a while, hallelujah, I had the electrician come over and he said we had too many things uh, on this one circuit. Uh, and so they had to the disconnect things from the circuit and Rewired the way it's supposed to be. And they got the job done so when I turn my microwave on because I like popcorn too. And I put my popcorn in there. Hallelujah. The popcorn popped and the thing didn't pop off. Hallelujah. And it kept on going and it's been working since this very day. It's still working the right way. Hallelujah. But some of us hallelujah in the spiritual world you got too many things on the one circuit. Hallelujah. You got lust on the circuit. You got to disconnect it. You got too many things on the circuit going to one source. Hallelujah. And you keep on flipping the source off and you keep on losing power because there's too many things connected up. and Too many things. You're surfeiting. You're full of yourself. You're full of lust. You're full of the world. Worldliness, hallelujah, is going to trip you off. It's going to cause your breaker to turn off and you're going to be in darkness again. But disconnect those things. The things that you don't need. The things that are not profiting you. The things that are damning you to hell. The things that are destroying your life. The things that are causing you to be in darkness. Disconnect. Disconnect. Disconnect! Woo. And you'll have power. Oh yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I had some other work that was done in my house. They have this stuff that's in the house because it's a little bit of an older house. It's called knob and tube. And they say that stuff is kind of dangerous. And you can't lay insulation on it if it's too old because it'll catch on fire. And that's not the type of fire you want. You want a Holy Ghost fire, but not a house fire. Hallelujah. That's the only fire I want going on in my house is Holy Ghost fire when we come together and pray on Tuesday night. When we come together as a family and pray. That's all I want going on in my house. But if you lay this stuff down on this knob and tube, it will catch on fire. And so they had to put in that Romex, I believe, cable. That's what it's called. Hallelujah, was the new stuff. And they have to rewire things. And some of you need to be rewired. Because in your mind and your heart, you got things going on and you need to be rewired. You can need to get rid of the spiritual knob and tube. That's going to catch on fire. You get rewired through, the word of God. Thy word is very pure, and our servant does love it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God's word is able to rewire you. We go home and watch uh, programs, right? Hallelujah. Our TV programs. Hallelujah. They're telling the truth because when you watch TV, you're being programmed. You're being programmed according to what the program that's on. But reprogram yourself with the word of God. Get all that junk out of your mind. You're there watching movies that are programming you. Hallelujah. To be full of lust. You're watching movies uh, that are programming you to accept this this homosexual agenda. You're watching things uh, that are programming you to accept this thing about two different genders and all these mommies and daddies. Get reprogrammed uh, with the word of God. Get the word in your heart and you'll be alright. Get the word in your soul and you'll be made new. Hallelujah. So I had the work done in my house and our walls all set. If someone would have the work done in our house, the spiritual temple on this morning, hallelujah, you'll be all set if you get rewired and you unhook and disconnect from the things of this world. But you see, God is not going to take just some of you. That's why we have to disconnect some of the wires from one circuit, hallelujah, and put them on their separate things. And so the aperture will be equal, hallelujah, and not tossing things to trip off. But God is not going to take just some of you. you got to disconnect from everything that you thought was Right, you can't come in this way thinking, Hallelujah, your way and try to come in. You got to be reprogrammed, rewired. You got to do things a different way. You can't come in here thinking that, uh, Well, people got married in the world this way, we can get married this way. No, you can't, Hallelujah. You come in here thinking, Well, church, what well, the church I go to does X, Y, and Z. Well, you're in a different place, and we don't, we might not do X, Y, and Z. You got to come underneath this leadership, you got to come underneath this pastor, Hallelujah, that he's given to you. It doesn't matter what you've done in the past, come now to the new, leave the pass behind and come into the new coming to a higher level that God is trying to bring you to. You're here to go higher you're here so that you can learn you're here to make it into the kingdom of God if you thought you could make it somewhere else you'd have been there today. but you're here right now because the power is here power power to deliver power to save, power to heal power to heal Power to fix broken things. Power to make things work. Jesus, hallelujah. Somebody shout power. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In order for you, hallelujah, to get the power that Jesus Christ has, you got to give him Everything. Hallelujah, you can't hold back one of one part of your life. No, uh, no, no corner of your life, no closet can be closed. You gotta open up everything, and say Jesus, and uh, come in and check everything out. Jesus is like the house inspector. He comes in and checks everything. He's going through the foundation and seeing if your foundation is right. Somebody's foundation this morning is now built correctly. But it's time to start building a new foundation. If your foundation is not built upon the name of Jesus Christ, your foundation is gonna come down after a while. But you gotta build upon the solid rock, upon the solid rock I will stand, hallelujah, all the ground is sinking sand I stand upon the rock of God's word, you gotta come, hallelujah to the knowledge of the son of God, that you may grow up into him and be what he wants you to be, hallelujah he's come to fix your house but you gotta give him everything of your life, the bible us know here according to Jeremiah 29 and 13, in order for you to get everything that you need from Jesus Christ, you have to seek him, hallelujah Jeremiah says, seek me, talking about Jesus Christ, and find you will find me when you shall search for me with all of your heart. Let me say something here about the heart. The heart is not talking about just the thinking faculties, but the whole heart, he says, not half of your heart. And so the heart even encompasses your imagination. Can you seek God with all of your heart? Hallelujah. I guarantee you this morning, hallelujah, by the grace of God, if somebody would seek God with all of their heart, something would happen to you today. Hallelujah. Somebody needs the power today. Somebody needs to be reconnected to the power. You're not going to get the power by looking at me. You're going to have to worship into this power. Hallelujah. You're going to have to praise into this power. You're going to have to believe into this power. Hallelujah. You're going to have to obey into this power. Hallelujah. The power that Jesus has for you is for you if you receive him by faith. Hallelujah. Jesus and Jeremiah says, seek him with the whole heart. I wish somebody would get into the mind and heart. Hallelujah. Because the Bible says he's able to do exceedingly, not abundantly, but exceedingly abundantly. Above all you can ask or think according to the power, that power of the Holy Ghost that dwells within you. But even if you don't have the Holy Ghost, he's still able to blow your mind. He's able to go above what you can ask or think. But the thing that you're asking for, if you're looking for power, he already promised you that I'll give you power power. Hallelujah. It's God's good pleasure to to give you the kingdom. The the kingdom is talking about the power. Hallelujah. The power, the kingdom of God is not meat and drink but righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's power. The kingdom is a power. It doesn't come with observation. but The kingdom is within a man. The power wants to be in you. But you got to worship into this power. I wish you would get into your imagination and see yourself receiving the power I wish you would think about the fact that God is coming in you to, and raise up your hands under heaven to, as a sign that you're ready to turn on the power. To, because the power switch, what I've what I've what I've heard, sometimes the power switch when it's down it means it's off, but when it's up it means it's on. Hallelujah! I wish you would raise your hands in faith. Hallelujah! That you're turning on the power. To, hallelujah! Because you're tired of being powerless. You're tired of being down and out. You're tired of being uh, strung out. By the devil. You're tired of being abused. You're tired of walking around without strength. When we are yet without strength, God came and committed his love unto us to give us Yeah! He came to give us power. Hallelujah. Turn on the power. Hallelujah. By calling upon the name. Jesus said, when he went before, he went back. He said, you haven't asked anything in my name. But if you ask in my name, I will give whatever you ask. And he went on in the 26th verse of the 14th chapter. And he said, hallelujah, the Holy Ghost, it comes in my name. That's why we call upon the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So when you turn the power on, we're going to put all this together. We're going to turn the power on, and we're going to say, Jesus, hallelujah, we're not ready yet, because someone is not ready to turn on the power, but I hope you're getting ready to turn your power on, I hope you're getting tired of being powerless, I hope you're getting tired of being down and out, I hope you're getting tired of being in the dark, and you're ready to turn on power. Come on now, you ain't talking to me. Hallelujah. We have examples in the scriptures. Hallelujah. Examples of when the power was turned on. In the book of Acts, chapter 1, chapter 2, verses 1 and 4, we find that God came on the first day of Pentecost, and he turned on the power. He turned the power on for the Jews because the Jews was without power. But when he turned the power on, the Bible says they were with one accord, and he turned on the power. We find, hallelujah, in Acts chapter 8. Hallelujah. The power went down in, in Samaria. And Samaria needed the a power to be turned back on. And so Peter and John went down there because Peter had the keys to turn the power on. There with the Jews. And he came down to turn the power on down in Samaria. And we find that in Samaria. Hallelujah. The Bible says they had great joy. Hallelujah. And they received the power. And so we find out there was one accord when he received the power in the book of Acts uh, chapter 2. And in Acts chapter 8 in Samaria, there with one accord and that, had great joy. Hallelujah. And the power is out. Well, all of us, because all of us are Gentiles by nature. If you're not a Jew, you're a Gentile. Hallelujah. God had included the Gentiles in the, in the mix. God had included the Gentiles. Hallelujah. To be granted some repentance unto sin. And so he went down there and Peter went down to Joppa. Hallelujah. He was there in Joppa, but Cornelius, a Gentile man, had a, had a vision. And he said, go get Peter. And they got Peter and Peter came down and preaching the word Word of God unto them and as Peter preached hallelujah the Bible says when he spake these things what things he told them about Jesus Christ he told them that Jesus Christ was the one hallelujah if you believe upon him that he will give you the power and they believed and as he spake those things the Bible says the Holy Ghost fell upon all them that believed and that heard the word and they spake with other tongues as the spirit of God gave utterance we find that the Jews were on one accord and we find that the Samaritans, hallelujah, had great joy and there, hallelujah, in Cornelius house, they heard and they believed. We will hear and believe the word on today? Because all it takes is belief and faith in God. And faith is not just something going on in your mind, but faith equates unto action. Was not Abraham, hallelujah, justified by works when he offered his son Isaac upon the altar? And we see how faith wrought with his works, hallelujah, and by works his faith was made perfect. Your faith is not a living faith until you do something. Your faith is not alive until you do something. You got to do something with what you hear. Hallelujah was not, hallelujah, Rahab, the harlot justified by faith. When she received the, the, the messengers and sent them out another way, you got to do something with what you heard. You can't just hear it and take it in and do nothing with it. You got to hear it. You got to obey it. You got to do something with it because faith without works is dead being alone. But I want somebody this morning to exercise your faith. Exercise your faith because we're about to Turn on the power. Exercise your faith. Muster up, hallelujah, the grain of the size of a mustard seed of faith. Muster it up. It's not a whole lot, but all you got to do is move in God's direction, and God will move in your direction. Exercise your faith. God has given to every man a measure of faith. Are you ready to turn on the power? Is somebody ready to, hallelujah, to turn the power on? Hallelujah. The saint of God, ready to turn on their power? Is somebody in sin today ready? to turn on the power because not enough for you to be baptized in Jesus' name. Don't be complacent because your sins are washed away. That's the whole purpose of baptism, to wash away your sin but the baptism can't keep you from sin. The baptism washes your sins away but it can't keep you out of sin. Only the power, only the power, only the power. So many people this morning right now are sitting here Hallelujah. They're happy to they baptized in Jesus' name. That's not going to keep you. It's not going to keep you. It just washed away your sins. I believe Elder Gatt is taught this morning, talking about the light figure, the ark, the light figure of baptism, washes away your sin, not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience. That conscience, again, that conscience that condemned you back in the beginning, but now it can be washed from your guilt and your shame. Hallelujah. You know the guilt and the shame you feel. You know the things that are going on in your mind even right now. You know the things that you need to deal with. You know right now if you drop dead, you know you're going to the lake of fire. You know you're going to hell if you drop dead right now because of the things that are in your members. You can't be satisfied with just being baptized alone, but you need the power. You need power. You are kept by power unto salvation, ready to be revealed, Peter said. Hallelujah. You're not kept by baptism. There's no scripture for that. There's no scripture that says baptism is going to keep you. But it says the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost gives you the power to be kept. Not baptism. Let's get this thing right. Let's rightly divide the word of truth. Just because you're baptized don't mean you're all set. Young and old. Young and old. Wake up. Wake up and turn on your power. You got to realize you got a power outage. Because you find yourself, you've been baptized in Jesus, but after a while you find yourself going back to those old things. You find yourself drifting back to those old things. You find yourself bumping up against those old things because you're just starting to go back to sleep into the darkness. Because the devil's come by to steal the seed. He's come by to take the seed out of your heart. When you leave out of it because you don't have power. People are basing the, 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 all this stuff on having some education. Your degree ain't going nowhere with you. The office of who, who you are, whatever you all call yourself in life, or if somebody calls you, calls you in life, that ain't going nowhere with you. They may bear it with you, but God is not going to say, oh, you went to this here and there. Oh, enter in. Sorry, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. You need to be born of the water and of the spirit. You need both. You can't have part and not the other. You need both. And if you got the Holy Ghost and you don't have this baptism right, you need to come on back and get it right. Get everything right. Get it all right. Because Jesus said, accept, accept, accept you be born again of the water and the spirit. You're not going to see it. You're not going to enter into it. But you will go to hell. But Jesus already went there, so why do you want to go? He already went there and took the key. He went there so you didn't have to go. He made a way out so you could have power again. Be reconnected to the power source. Have victory. Hallelujah. You need to stand up rightly, to be free from sin. Why won't you take it? Why stay in bondage when you can be free from sin? Why be powerless We you can have power? Glory to Jesus. Let me get out of here. When we find, hallelujah, that the power is turned on on the day of Pentecost. Hallelujah, when you turn the power on you become a witness of Jesus Christ. When you turn on the power, the things that you ask or seek or think about, hallelujah, he's able to do exceedingly above all that you can ask or think. If you just turn on the power, you're living beneath your privilege but just coming to church and having no power. But today, we want somebody to turn on their power today. Hallelujah, we're getting ready to hit the switch. We're getting ready to throw the breaker because the breaker has been off too long. Even for the saints of God, and somebody's having a brown out, Right about now, because you keep on dipping and dabbling in sin, and you're having power surges, and power keeps going out, and then it comes back, and then you have low power because you're not doing the things that you need to do to keep the power going. Hallelujah! But we're about to turn the power on. Hallelujah! We had a power surge that came in here on Friday night, hallelujah! To juice up everything, hallelujah! We can tap into the power because the power is available right now. The transformer has been charged, and you're able to have access to this power by faith. Is somebody ready to? to turn on the power source. Is somebody ready to, to be reconnected to the power? Hallelujah. The source of all life. Hallelujah. When you turn on the power, hallelujah, you're able to do in the will of his good pleasure when you turn the power on. All you got to do is turn on the power. If somebody will call upon the name of Jesus Christ, there's no magic formula. Hallelujah. It's all in the Bible. Now, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord and shall be saved. But you're not calling. You're just sitting there Moms is a word, because you're not being obedient. If you obey what is being taught you right now, you will receive the power. Hallelujah. I wish somebody would worship into this power. Hallelujah. You're not going to sit there and power hit you, but you got to worship into this power. You got to praise into this power. You got to be on one accord to get this power. Hallelujah. Raise up your hands and turn on the power. Hallelujah. Let the praise unto our God in Jesus' name and turn the Power on to lift up praise unto our God and turn on your power and turn on your power. Hallelujah. Faith, faith, faith. Turn your power on. Turn your power on. Turn your power on. I can't turn on your power. You gotta turn your own on. My power is on. The switch is up. Hallelujah. I got power. I've got power. I've got power. If you've got power, say, I've got power. Got power. I've got power. I've got power. I've got power. <laughs> Hallelujah. Help somebody today. Somebody, help somebody don't have the Holy Ghost to turn on your power. Close your eyes. Focus upon Jesus. Worship into that power. Turn it on. Turn it on. Turn it on. Turn it on. Turn, on. turn it on. Turn it on. Turn on your power. Flip it up. Turn it on. Hallelujah. I remember when I didn't have power, I remember stumbling around and sin. I remember I was baptized in Jesus' name, but I didn't have power, so I stumbled in sin. I found myself drifting back, but when Jesus, glory to Jesus, but when Jesus, when Jesus filled me with the power, I can walk right, I can talk right, I can live right, cause I got power, power, power! on, Mr. Man. Turn on that power. Turn it on. Hallelujah. You got to worship into it. Hallelujah. You can't look at me into it. I can't give you the power. I can't give it to you, but I told you where you can get it from. I told you what you needed to do to get the power. Hallelujah. Turn it on to worship. Lift your hands of praise. Lift it up. Lift up. Lift up your hands. Hold your gates. Lift it up. Lift up a praise. Lift up a praise. Turn on. Turn on. Turn on your power. In order for the saints of God to keep your power surging, you've got to fast. Glory to Jesus. If you don't fast, your power is going out. Hallelujah. If you don't consecrate, your circuit is going to get filled back up with a whole bunch of other junk. Hallelujah. Satan will come back in and fill you with things. They'll overload you and cause you to have a blowout. Hallelujah. But turn on your power by continuing to fast. Turn on your power by going down in prayer. Prayer, hallelujah! Down there at the at the pole of the cross, hallelujah! Down there where the power source is, you find power down on your knees. Your power is not in talking it out. Your power is not in shouting it out. Your power, hallelujah! Is not in dancing it out. But your power is praying it out. You gotta pray about it. You gotta pray. And when you prayed, you gotta pray some more. And after you pray some more, you gotta pray a little bit more. And after praying a little bit more, you gotta keep on praying. 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 Pray until it's gone. Pray until you're new. Pray until it's broken. Pray until you're delivered. Pray until you come through. Pray until you got power. People want to talk it out. Talking ain't going to get it. You got to pray about it. You got to pray. You gotta pray about it. This is not a talking church. It's a praying church. We pray. When problems come, we pray. When the devil's attacking, we pray. And you got to read that word. You got to read the word. Cause the world is constantly trying to reprogram you, but you got to read the word. If you don't read your word, you're gonna go back and you're gonna be rewired and reprogrammed some other way. You got to read the Bible, you got to study it, you got to rightly divide it. Keep the power on, turn on your power, turn it on. I'm looking for somebody. That has the faith, that's willing to obey by faith what was said to come in this prayer line. We're gonna help you. I can't turn the power on for you. But we're gonna pray that the Lord will have mercy upon you and turn your power on. Turn it on. Turn on the power. Turn on the power. But you gotta come with that desire. Remember, we talked about that want to? You gotta have the want to. You gotta want to have the power turned on. You gotta want, hallelujah, to walk in victory instead of walking in defeat. When you talk, see, talk, after a while, you start talking weak stuff. And weakness gets into your heart. And weakness begots weakness. But this is the thing, you gotta pray it out. But you gotta have the want to. You gotta want the power to turn on. But somebody here, before we pray, somebody here, they don't have nothing going on for them. It's a total blackout. But I told you, Jesus has set up the cross. He's the transformer of the cross, the transfer of power to your place, to your dwelling, to your tent, to your tabernacle. If you have not been baptized in Jesus' name, it's time for you to be rewired, it's time for you to be made new. It's the only way you got to come through the water. Our baptism. Do we have such a one on this morning that's tired of living a sinful life? Come forth. You have permission to skip the line. You have permission to skip the line. Let her through. Move aside, saints. Part like the Red Sea. Part.